What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Daily. It's your boy, Cisco, as always, with your boy, Ryan. Hump day! Hump day! Hump day! Little, little Wednesday, little Wednesday, little Wednesday action. action. Yeah, we figured we'd, uh, we had some things weighing on our minds that we were talking about in the group chat. We kind of wanted to discuss it for y'all. Yeah, give you, of, something, uh, something give you all something in the midweek. And not, pass. I mean, not too different, I guess. We've been talking about football a lot. Um, but you know what I mean? That it's fresh. We got what two, well, a week and a half until the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to it. Yeah, you know but. what, man? I gotta, I have to agree with a lot of the stuff that I've been seeing. Like, this, like people make jokes or whatever, but like, I really do think this was the matchup nobody wanted to see, other than if you're a fan of those two teams. Does that, does that make sense? It does. I think. By far, nobody really wanted to see the Chiefs. I think we've had Chief. It's 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 similar to what we felt with the Patriots. The Patriots, but yep. the Patriot. The thing with the Patriots, though, and correct me if I'm wrong, that should span twenty, you know, eighteen years. This has spanned five. Yeah, like it's been Chiefs down our throats immediately, heavy and nonstop since Mahomes has taken. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Again, Mahomes, I, Mahomes has never not played in the AFC Championship game. And that's not to take away from his talent, and it's remarkable what he's done, but, like, Brady won a few, then he took almost, what, eight years off. So it was, like, from winning them, right? Yeah. Now, he was always, like, in the battle, but he would lose some of those games, whereas Mahomes has just always found a way to win them, which I think it's making fans of the NFL – that aren't Chiefs fans almost like uh, numb to it, right? Where you start rooting against well, them. Well, I, I think too, though, you you start to see a little bit of belief in this whole NFL script conspiracy shit. You know what I mean? Like, man, here you go. No, no, no. I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not saying, I just think that, like, here you go. People start buying into it because it's like, bro, this team, like, how, like, how do they keep being here? You know what I mean? And like, I mean, it's, it's again, it's not to take away. I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to say anything because clearly in the games, you know, they've, they've come up and they've, you know, and in every, every Super Bowl run, bro, you get lucky somewhere, right? Like, yeah, they Baltimore just fucking faltered on offense. You know what I mean? Like, and it, you know, it, it takes shit like that. It takes, the ball going the wrong way, like the 49ers-Lions game, which we're kind of going to talk about. But, you know, that interception, granted, they called him for pass interference, so he would have had the ball anyway. But, you know what I mean? Say that they don't call pass interference. Dude drops the interception, it bounces in the air, and Brandon oh, catches that. it. Yeah, no, they didn't call a penalty. They oh, picked it up. Right. They, did they picked the up the flag. They the flag back, right? Yeah, they picked the flag up, which, yeah, of course. Like, that's uh, – now, that that's the other game we – we we're talking about the Chiefs. Yeah, you jumped yeah. into. I'm just saying, like, it, it in takes, general, you got to catch breaks. Yeah, it takes breaks. It takes a little luck, but the Chiefs, it just seems to fall for them. Like everything seems to fall their way, even when they're down and out. I mean, two months ago, we're talking about man, like they pretenders. I call yeah. them pretenders. And here I they think are. you co-signed you know I mean? it. Yeah, and, yeah, and, no, you're 100 percent right. You know, like you had called out too. You know, they. The X Factor, they Travis Kelsey, they came through for them. You know, um, again, that Baltimore defense, all of a sudden, not being as as stout as they were all season. You know, shit like that. It just they, they and they're a resilient team. You know, and that's they what are. It takes. They've, and 
and really, this—that's good. That's the the right kind of players on your roster, you know. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. This game, that game in particular, wasn't how either of us, including you know Claw, expected that one to go. We kind of expected a shootout, and knowing that there are two good defenses, but the quarterbacks, you know, probably the presumptuous MVP and Lamar Jackson, and their offense was humming. And then obviously Patrick Mahomes, you got to be an idiot at this point to look at the game rationally and say he's not good, right? Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, you can not like him. You can not like the way he plays. You can, but rationally, he's a very, very good, great quarterback, right? Yeah. So, like, I think, yeah, go ahead. I'm but sorry. I say all that to say Baltimore's defense isn't what let the Ravens down. They, they scored one touchdown. Like, yeah, 17 to 10 any any game this year that if you said the Baltimore Ravens gave up 17 points you said okay they won by two touchdowns right like because that's how well their offense was playing and at the end of the day the presumptuous MVP didn't get it done again when the when it mattered he, yeah. he had and three I think, turnovers I think there's a well and like you know the the there was a couple I want to put it out there because I'm not saying that this is the reason, but it doesn't help when you're trying to make a draw. You know, you're you're trying to salvage and make a comeback, and you kind of get some calls that go against you. You know, but I also think people got to remember what what gave this offense, like what what gave Lamar the ability to be even more dynamic this year was their run game, and they barely oh. ran the ball. And that's on coaching. That, that's, that's not coaching. on Lamar. That's not on, no, like – No, that's why I bring – No, I, you're 100% correct. Like, the craziest Lamar, stat Lamar of that – yeah. Lamar is going to face the blame, right? And he'll take it because that's the kind of teammate he is and the kind of quarterback he is. But on the backside of that, the coaching also failed. The coaching failed him. The Ravens had the number one rush offense in the NFL this year – and they threw the ball 82% of plays. 82% of plays in the AFC Championship game, and you went away from what got you there. They went away from the analytics. Or were they, or were they playing into the analytics? Maybe they were playing into the analytics. Susceptible to the, to the pass game instead of Which the Which takes us to the next game and takes us to a conversation of the day. These analytics, bro, I'm going to be honest with you. I work with data a lot. I know you do, right? Yeah. Like probably your whole job is data. Well, ninety percent of it, if I understand what you do correctly. But like, get this shit out of sports. I, that's my take. What, what's not the a, yeah. what's the analytics for using analytics? Right, like where does it uh, end? Uh, yeah, but like I tried to find it. Right, like in this game. So for anyone listening, we're talking about old gambling, gambling Dan. Gambling Dan Campbell, and I get it. That's the way he coaches. That's the culture he instills. That's the this and that. But if I'm a fucking fan of the Lions, shout out to Kevin Ellis. Uh, enjoy your two weeks off with no fucking football. You can join us on the couch. But if I'm a fan of the Lions, I don't care if that's what got us here. You made the incorrect decisions. Like, you have to go – tie the game when you can tie the game um, yeah and i mean there's a whole timeline here right like there's a can, like yes let's, and let's, it's not let's break it down uh, yeah what's the score 
when they go for their first fourth down? Was it down three? They might have even been up. I thought it was like I thought it was like twenty. Weren't they up seventeen points? Oh, the first one. The very first. The one. first one that I said this looks real familiar to the Packer game. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were up seventeen. Okay, because and I they could have kicked about, a field I wanna, goal. I want to talk about this in order because I think, okay, I think things things develop right and the first so the first one they're up seventeen. I am not really mad at going for it right at, at, on the surface level because. I get what you're doing. It, you're trying to put, you're trying to put your foot on the throat. You know what I mean. If you go in to the half up 24, that's a big deal. You know what I mean. That's a big deal. And so I get it. I get, I get why he did it. But this comes into so this was what changes my mind. And I know hindsight's 2020, and people can say, well, you're changing your mind because of how the rest of the game went. But I'm really not because I, like you, Ryan, we are Packer fans. And we saw this happen to us the week before against yep. that same team. We had fucking San Francisco on the fucking ropes, bro. Yep. On the ropes. And th- no different. The Lions. The Lions had that motherfucking lot. They had them knocked down. Same as us. Yeah. And, it... took, and that fucking one time, that one play took the momentum, in my opinion, took the momentum away. So that's uh, – let me – you mind if I talk about that first one? Yeah, go ahead. Before we jump into the second one because, for me, the first one is the one that led us down a path of what you just said, right? Like it was almost like you gave them life to come back. You go into, you go into halftime up 24 to 7. You stop them on the first drive. The second drive you get all the way down to the 28 – and you go for it on fourth and two up 17 with seven minutes left in the third quarter. So I'm looking at the uh, play-by-play. Yep. And you throw a pass to uh, – what's his first name, Reynolds? Josh. Josh. You throw a pass to Josh Reynolds. Should he have caught that ball? Yes, Absolutely. He should have. Absolutely. Did you call the right play? Probably. Could you have went up 20 points? In the NFC Championship with 6.58 left to go, yeah, you could have. And no momentum still, right? Because giving up field goals, while probably from a defensive perspective, is, you're piling is like, on hey, yeah, but from a defensive perspective, you're probably going, all right, we held them, right? So you, you're getting a little life as the defense. But getting stopped on fourth down gives the life to the defense and to the offense. Yeah. Right, your offense is like, bro. They're fucking. They're playing. Like we got to go out and make a make a stand. And that next drive, they come down. They score a touchdown. And like, I don't. I don't really even know where to go from there. Because then well, the next. Then I mean, then you have the Gibbs fumble. Yeah, but st- again, momentum. It's a game of momentum, right? Like, yeah. It I, only. Yeah. Go ahead. I think, yeah, I think the thing. Like, again, when they went for it on fourth down, I believe it was the first one. This statistic was thrown out by the announcer, by the commentators. In the regular season, Detroit converted 17 fourth down conversions out of, like, 20, 21 or 23, something like that. It was the most in the NFL. 
pretty good fucking rate, right? Yep. Analytics are all with you, but the thing that you have to remember is in the regular season, you live to fight another day. Yep. And may I say something real quick? Yeah. Because I want to say something that you have said in the group chat, and I want to give you the credit for this. What does, and I'm going to ask it because I want you to answer it. What does analytics not give you? Like, what is analytics not taking into account? The the severity of the situation. The, and the fact that and, and the, you said it earlier, the M word. Momentum. Momentum. You've said that how many times in the group chat? Like, man, I don't give a fuck what the analytics say. They just lost all momentum. Yeah. Like, I mean, everything going for this it, organization just now is dead. The, the thing is, the analytics... The analytics in football are analyzing very surface level level data, right? Yep. When you say, well, the, the probability or do you go for it on fourth down, on fourth and short in your own when you're in the red zone, right? Analytics will tell you, yeah, you should. You have a good chance of converting, right? Probably because the field is shorter, right? There's not that, you know what I mean? There's there's limited space. I don't I don't know even know how you explain it, right? But what it's not what it's not taking into account is at what what point in the game are you in right yeah yeah uh, is it the first quarter is it the second quarter is it the third quarter are you down seven are you down three are you up ten like there the the analytics for this shit is not going that deep it's nope not it's literally deep. taking down and distance area of the field that's it it's, it's not taking limited. so yeah, it's not say, taking oh, the team you're you, you no, trust the analytics. You trust the analytics, but it, it, it's not taking those things. It, it's not taking all the variables into account. So it's not really analytics. And Cisco, it's not it's taking probability, right? Probability, but it's also Cisco. It's not, and I, you're right, a hundred percent. And it's also not taking the team you're playing into account, right? No. Like there's still a dude, eleven dudes on the other field with a coach, coaches that are playing just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not taking that into account. It's yeah. not taking and, and, anything into account other than what you just said. And you can break it down to even further. Yeah, Detroit Detroit was successful going forward on fourth down throughout the season. They played the Bears twice, right? They're, they're not, you know what I mean? Like, How many times was it at home? I say that because I'm saying, like, you, you've played some not great teams this year. Yeah, and how many times did they convert at home as opposed to on the road when it's loud and it's yeah. hostile and, environment? And they've had the luxury of of having like blowout wins, right? And a blowout win, yeah, you could go, you could definitely, you can afford to go for it on fourth down. You, let's see, or it, vice versa, if you're getting blown out, like they got blown out by the Ravens, going they got for blown it on out by us easier because you're getting. You're getting blown out. The the defense isn't that heavy. You know, what are the analytics there? Was it fourth down in the fourth quarter when you're when you're down twenty? Yeah. Right? You know, I mean Joe yeah. Barry Joe Barry loved to play the prevent defense when we were up fucking ten. So Yeah, so let's that. jump let's jump to the next one. Uh, you want me to explain the situation the next fourth down yeah, you go attempt. Go so it is now twenty seven twenty four. They're down. So they went for it up seventeen. Literally less than a quarter later, they're down three. <laughs> like, that's crazy to me, right? Yeah. Less than a quarter later, eight minutes and 24 seconds left in the fourth quarter, they're looking at a fourth and three. 
Like that's this, crazy to this, me because yeah, and because it took them no more than a quarter to pop twenty on you in the NFC Championship when you were up seventeen and you controlled the entire game. They controlled the the the, the whole first half up until that point. They controlled though that wasn't that the first time they went foot on fourth down when they missed it when they could have went up twenty there was seven minutes left in the fourth in the third in the quarter, third quarter? Okay. so they they controlled a a quarter a half and a quarter a half a quarter right they controlled yeah. thirty minutes of the game or thirty seven yeah. minutes a game so thirty eight minutes of the game trying, and and I will <clears throat> I will say this because this is something um, Dan Lebetard had had brought this up the next day on on his show I was watching and. And I, I want to say it because it's true, right? It, it, it is true because I think he was kind of going the other way on this analytics stuff. You're not guaranteed to make the field goal either. No, but you know what I mean? so we're like, going to we're going to explain multiple opportunities. Yeah, I, I so, do. I do want to I want to say that because it's true. But I also want to come with what I would call a, a counter to that. And this was my counter when I was listening to him. Because I said he's right, he you know he he's a hundred percent right. There is no guarantee that you're going to make the field goal, right? Like obviously, look at the Packers. Carlson missed field goal. Like there is no guarantee, even if you go, even if you say I'm going to play it smart or safe and go for the field goal, there's no guarantee you're going to make it. But my caveat to that is, converting a fourth down doesn't mean you score. Hundred percent. You could convert the fourth down. And then get held and have to try the field goal. Right? Convert the fourth down and turn the ball over. The and next turn play. the ball over, right? Yeah, yeah. The the best thing is you convert the fourth down and you get a touchdown. But con- so the analytics to going for it on fourth doesn't mean this as it's not as in, to me as it doesn't have the depth that it does when you're really really thinking about it. Like Burrow, yeah, we could we could get a fourth and two. Yeah, we could get that. And then guess what? Fumble the snap. In every or, sport, or, or throw an interception. Yeah, in every sport, Cisco, what happens in the what happens in the playoffs? Like, there's multiple things, but just from your perspective, what happens in the playoffs? There's NBA is worse with this, but the NFL has this as well. Uh, you mean in terms of, of just the way in general, like goes? just in general, like I what I was getting at is well, like mistakes are exacerbated, yeah. right? Mistakes yep. are higher, like they 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 mean more. A they simple carry more mis- weight. They carry more weight. Poor decisions will lose you games. The, the the refs and the way the game is called changes, and points are a premium. Those are my four biggest things for playoffs of every sport, right? If you have the opportunity to take points, you don't take them off the board. And if they're not guaranteed because you still have to kick the field goal, you just stated a great point. One, you may not get the fourth down, and if you do, points aren't guaranteed. But if you don't yeah. get the fourth down, your drive's over. Your momentum's gone. Your offense is deflated, and you got to put your defense back out on the field. Yeah, there's there's multiple layers to it, and I and I just I again, I think that when people say analytics, it's not it's not analytics in its truest sense. Like it's not taking into uh, into it's com- the 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 amount of variables that there are. You know what I mean? Like yes. You could you got a sixty percent chance of converting this fourth and two, but within but, that within that other percentage, right? It's not just not getting it; it's fumbling, intercepting, right? And then 
there's not there's not anything that takes into account what comes after you convert. You still have to fucking score. Yep, and, and I think you brought up a really good point earlier that I don't think I've ever heard you say, and I don't think I've ever heard say, like, this is legitimately the first time I heard it, and after you said it, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I've never heard that or thought of it. But this isn't analytics anymore. Like, they need to stop calling this analytics because analytics takes more than two variables into account, right? It's definitely not advanced analytics. It's it's probability. And ESPN's been doing probability for the last 15 years. Yeah. Win probability, loss probability, blah, 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 blah. All this is is conversion probability in the moment. And yeah. they're not – they don't even have the time to run advanced analytics. No. You literally it, don't even – it, and but you would have to like a commentator because the, the the analytics, right? You you think about it from the fan perspective and listening to commentary, right? But even for coaches, there's nothing that can give you the analytics to that situation you're in because that situation doesn't happen enough. Where oh, it's fourth and two and you're up seventeen. You're it's fourth and three and you're down three, like. Maybe if you, yeah, maybe if you took the last 50 years of the NFL and somehow digitized it and was were able to run that, but I still don't even think you'd have enough data in that individual situation to have a true, like, analyzation of the, right? Like, there's not yeah. enough. There's not a, there's not You're, a big enough pool. You don't have enough time for a true analysis in that yeah. moment. And, and, so, and at the same time. Let, I mean, let's let's. I'm gonna open this up, and that's not to discredit Dan Campbell. Do you think Dan Campbell is really processing the analytics in his head in that situation? No, he's getting the probability, if at all. He's going. I don't even off think of, he's looking at that. I don't. I, I, honestly, I, I think these. I don't think these coaches are thinking about analytics or probability at all. I think they're so, just going and saying, "I think my team can do this." Yeah, is, and I agree is, with that. Which is but fine, though, right? Like, I'll that's tell what you. Supposed to do. I'll tell you, there was a game this year. It, it could have been last year, but I think it was a game this year. And I'm going to use the Packers, obviously, as an example because that's who I listen, watch, read about all the time. And there was a situation either again this year or last year where they asked Matt about a certain play where he went for it. And I assume every NFL hat team has this. I I know the Packers have it because I heard our head coach say it, and he's like, "Well, we got an, an analytics guy in the booth." that on these downs, he gives me a, like a risk reward probability. Like he didn't say probability, but he does, he has that on his staff. And I think they went for it and didn't get it or something. And he's like, yeah, I'd go for that again because the data backs it up and never really thought about it, but there isn't enough data to back it up. And you're just using, in my opinion, coaches are using the term extremely loosely to support a decision that was poor. Yeah. That's what I think. So, well, and, we'll, and a commentator can grasp it, a fan can grasp it, right? But it's not really, it's not really true analytics in a mathematical sense. Like, there's just so many other variables. There's too many variables. There's too many situations, right? Because it's like, it's like that thing where you know they say, "Well, try to figure out my combination, my my three code combination." You're gonna try one, 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 two, one, one, yep. three, right? There's there's just there's so many combinations. There's so many scenarios that you're not going to have a true analysis of what's going on. Cause what they did was, Hey, what is the, what, what are the chances we can convert this fourth and three? 
Yeah, so that's good. Fourth and three is the next situation we need to talk about. Yeah. So fourth and three with 7.38. So technically with 7.38 left. Goff at the 30, down three. A deep – I don't remember this play, so if you remember it better, you can definitely explain it. But uh, Jared Goff pass incomplete deep right intended for Amon St. Brown. So what that means to me – is they didn't go for the first down. They didn't go for, the, uh, you know, what was right in front of them. They took a shot on fourth and three. Down three in the NFC Championship game with less than eight minutes left in the game. Yeah, probably Just, because they said the analytics said that uh, on this on this down in this yardage, San Fran will give up, you know, this kind of – and this coverage, no, the analytics didn't, don't go that far. Now, here's where it gets dicey, brother. Here's where it gets dicey because San Fran gets the ball back – takes four and a half minutes off the clock, and they score a touchdown. Well, so now I want to oh yeah. go back to the fourth down. Okay. Because there's a very significant call, uh, play call, not, not ref call. There's a significant play call flaw that leads me to believe that, they're, that no, they're, he, Dan Campbell's not thinking about analytics. He's just going with his, with his fucking heart, right? What is gut? Okay. Whatever. Third down, right now. In my opinion, it's third and three. I think uh, third and four. It's third and ten. So you might have been thinking of the drive before this. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So you might have been thinking of the play before the one before this because this is the one where uh, Saint Brown rushed for two yards. This is oh. the one you're thinking of. So this is when they were up fourteen still, and it's third and four at the thirty. But now go. We'll back it up wait, a little did, bit in the game. Wait, wait, did we skip a fourth down? We did not. This is the one for uh, Josh Reynolds. This is the one in the third down. This was the first fourth down that when they were up big and they should have kicked the field goal to go up 20. Um, oh, yeah, I thought we I know what play you're talking about. We, we did. Going. So I'm going backwards because I know what play you're trying to talk about. The play you want to talk about is the third down for that fourth down earlier in the game. That was that was on the first one. Yes. Oh, I thought I thought that came on the second or third one. Nope. I just moved to it. I'm I'm reading it like it was seven forty eight left in the third quarter, up fourteen. Up fourteen. But I thought the first fourth down they went for they were up seventeen. Sorry. Nope. They were up fourteen. Okay. They kicked the field goal, got the ball. So San Fran kicked the field goal to start the half off. So I misspoke earlier in the pod. I missed that field goal. So it was 24-10. They had the ball with seven minutes and 48 seconds, and then they ran the play that you want to talk about right now. Yeah, and and this is – so I feel like this kind of goes into into what we're talking about because if you're going to go with the analytics, you got to go with the analytics for for not just fourth down. So in my opinion, they knew they were going to go for it on fourth down. On third down, they run out of shotgun, I believe, with Amon Ross St. Brown. And in my opinion, if you know you're going to go for it on fourth down, you should have a better third down call. Yeah, and here's my biggest problem with that call. And and they ran up the middle. Amon Ross St. Brown is not a running back. He's a wide receiver, a very, very good wide receiver. You're in shotgun. San Francisco is stronger against the run 
in the middle of the field as opposed to the outside. So if you're going to run that play, you run that play with David Montgomery. David Montgomery at this point in the game – or for the game, not at this point in the game, for the game was averaging 6.2 yards a carry. So all in all, everything you're saying is 100% supported by the statistics and the knowledge that we have. There was 100% intention of going for it on fourth down, and they wasted a third down by running the ball with a wide receiver when your running back was averaging over six fucking yards a carry. Yeah, and and this trend does continue. It does. On, and on, I, on the, the last fourth down, right? But so let's uh, go to the yeah, next Yeah, well – no, it's not a fourth down. It's uh, I know what play you're talking about, and we'll talk about it here in a second. So, anyways, San Fran is up ten with three minutes left. You put yourself in this hole because you gambled multiple times in the second half, going into the half with a seventeen point lead. You get all the way. Well, you, and here's another thing: you didn't use any timeouts up to this point. You went down the field. And you wanted to keep all three timeouts so that after you scored, whether it was a touchdown or a field goal, you would have a chance to get the ball back if you held them, right? With one minute left, one minute and five seconds left, which you now wasted, what is that, a minute and 55 seconds getting down the field? You didn't use any timeouts. Third and goal from the one, and you rush with David Montgomery. Yeah, this is the play. This is is the play play you were just talking talking about. about. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a fourth down. It's third and goal. No, no, no. I know, but this was. Oh my bad. This was on the last fourth down drive. That's what I was talking about. Good call. Nope, you're right. The trend was, you you you're making a shitty call on a third down when you know you're going to go for it on fourth if you don't if you don't get it. Like your trend and your in in this situation, you've held on to your timeouts for a reason. Your advanced why, analytics on this is great, by the way. Why in the fuck would you run the ball on third down, and then have if you and, and risk the chance of not getting it and having to use a timeout, which then leaves you with only two, and that's really hard then with that amount of time left to stop them and get the ball back. Yeah, and you you theoretically can't, right? No. You have to have an onside kick, and I'll give you the stat for that this year: two of forty-four. Two of 44. 44. So you're playing with your advanced analytics without knowing that two of 44, less than four, well, less than 5% this year, but you're going to run the ball on third and goal at the one. And you got, you got got, and you had to use a timeout. You did score on fourth down. So now you have 56 seconds left in the game, 56 down a field goal. And let's not forget Cisco. They passed up on two field goal attempts now. Yeah. We're not even talking about the momentum they gave the 49ers to get back in the game. We're just talking straight points that they may have left on the board. Could he have missed them both? Of course he could have. Could he have made them both? Sure. Maybe. Yeah. But, and then obviously we don't have to get into the rest of the game because essentially what it was, was, I mean, they attempted an onside and they missed and they didn't get it. And the game's over. You still had your three timeouts. You would have gotten the ball left. Well, they actually didn't even stop them on. uh, No. Yeah. So, but if you would have held them, you would have gotten the ball left with 50 seconds left in the game down three. But But you didn't have that extra timeout. You had to play with fire and you had to kick, kick an outside kick that never. Didn't have a chance. Yeah. And, and like a lot of people have been given Dan Campbell shit. And then a lot of people have been also on the other side and defending him. And I get it, man. When you're 
when you're in that situation, you're a head coach, you say, oh, I stand by it, I stand by it. But at the same time, I don't think there's a problem with having regrets and saying, you know what? Hindsight, I wish I, I wish I would have went for the field goal, but I, you know, I have faith in my team or whatever. It all, at the end of the day, it all got you at home is what it got you, right? Regardless of. doesn't matter how you got there. You lost the game, but. And and I think that the thing, the thing here is, and even with the Packers in, in their game is you can't afford in the playoffs. There is no tomorrow for your team. Yeah. Right. When you're, when you're halfway through the season or you're, you know, you're, you're 10 and four shit. Fuck. Yeah. I'm rolling the dice. We're 10 and four. We lose one game. We're 10 and five out. It's still, you know what I mean? We're still going to get in the playoffs probably. You know what I mean? It's not, it's the, the, the premium is different. You're, you're trying to go to the Super Bowl, right? You haven't been to Super Bowl ever. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the time when you say, fuck man i gotta play this shit right like i can't just go with my gut and and say oh we're gonna fucking be aggressive like you gotta be smart you got if you know you're gonna go for it on fourth down your third down play has to be in my opinion better than your fourth down play because then if you if that third down play is successful you don't have to worry about that fourth down play yeah you know what i mean what's the analytics on that you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it, so this it, is the it, question it, I wanted he, to ask. Yeah. Go he, ahead. Gave, he gave to me, he gave it up for them. Uh, so here's the thing, Dan Campbell, and we're talking about Dan Campbell in uh, particular because of the situation in the game and this and that. And I, I want to talk about this particular situation with this particular coach a little further, because that's really what got us onto this. Like, I know that's what you got you here. And you've said it twice now in the pod, but I want to reiterate what you said because it's coming with a question. Dan Campbell, I get it. You're known as somebody that's going to take opportunities because you live in, you, you believe in your team and this, that, and the other. Cool. That's great. I'm for it in the regular season. Do you think, Cisco, <clears throat> that your, uh, what, your tendencies – and your maybe your just like habit of gambling in these situations needs to change in the in the playoffs and high pressure situations. Uh, I mean, like, what's your take on that? I definitely think that 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 weighs heavy. I think you can't really ignore the fact that the stage is different. I get it. Every game is a game, right? Everybody says when you're you know you you whatever sport you're playing. Every game is important to me. Every game is a game, right? But this shit is way more important, bro. Like, we're talking about something that only two teams gets to go to every year in every sport. There's yep. only two people that play in the championship, and there's only one that wins it. So at the end of the day, every season, and Tom Brady said this, um, uh, what what was he on? He was on uh, – He was on a show Monday, yep, uh- Oh, I know shit. what you're talking about. No, he was he was on um wasn't he was on Pat McAfee. I don't know what show he was on. I just saw the quote. It was Pat McAfee because they 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 asked him about the the Patriot Way or some shit like that. But he had said this. He said that you know at the end of the day, it's it's sad for 31 teams, and it's good for one, right? So like the I'm gonna keep saying this like the analytics on that means fucking everybody goes home except for one team 
You know what I mean? One team gets to live it up in, in glory. So when you're on the grandest stage your team has been on in fucking decades, in 50-something years, right? Was it 52 years? Uh, yeah, it was a long time. 52 years, bro. You you know what I mean? You you got to think about this shit. You got to say, man. Well, they've never it, been to a Super Bowl, so technically no. the seven. I mean, 68 was the first one, but they were in an NFC championship before. I think it was like 73, so that would okay, make sense. Okay, maybe that's where, that's where the, the, the number comes from, but... <laughs> It, it, regardless of that, like you got to think about these. You got to. I think personally, he let his team down, and I'm, just, I'm being honest. Like I think he, as the head coach, has a responsibility to your 53 players and everyone else in the organization to be responsible. And I think he was irresponsible as a head coach. He didn't take, even if he took the analytics that are given to them that they have. They're like what we said, they're not substantial enough to make irrational decisions in high pressure situations. I, I appreciate, I, let me just no, say no. this. I appreciate that Dan Campbell is the same guy, whether it's week one or the NFC championship. I do appreciate that. He's true to himself. He's true to his organization. But how many times do you have to get burned by the fire before you stop putting your hand in it? How many times are you going to watch another team that you know very well get burned by the fire before you don't make the same mistakes? And I'm using the Packers the week before. Like, you should have learned from Matt LaFleur's mistake that he went for it on fourth down in territory to kick a field goal and extend the lead, and the whole game changed after that because of the momentum, because of the way the defense played afterwards, because of the way the crowd you know, got into it after that. Everything that analytics isn't going to take in and you as a human being can feel, can understand, can base decisions off of, you disregarded it all. So in my opinion, Dan Campbell, while you can be a lifelong Lions fan and and support his decision and love that you have a head coach that's aggressive and is going to take the chances – you also got to turn around and admit that he lo- he made the crucial mistakes in this game that cost you a chance to go to the Super Bowl. It's it's plain and simple. Yeah, and I'm and not again. Yeah. There's there's a lot of things that that happened. You know, Re- Josh Reynolds he dropped a, a a third down pass too that would have been a first down. Um, he dropped a fourth down pass. Gibbs fumbled. Um, that that defensive back couldn't come up with the interception. These things happen, right? These yeah. things happen in every game, every sport. There's in this situation, these things happen. And what you can't do is spoil the opportunities that are given to you. Because again, there's no guarantee you make the field goal, but there's no guarantee your fourth down conversion leads to points. Yeah. And, and and so when you look at it that way, like, okay, we could convert. But we could fumble, we could intercept, we could get stopped, we get a field goal blocked after we get this fourth down conversion. If right? we had the old mindset of football, or the Detroit Lions playing in the Super Bowl. If he had what? If we, if the NFL, because this isn't just Dan Gamble, this is the NFL. No, in yeah, today's no, NFL. Like, like uh, this is what Mike, what's his name, Mike McDaniel. He, Mike McDonald, oh no, McDaniel, McDaniel the, yeah, Miami. 
Yep. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. I was just gonna say Brandon Staley got a Brandon Staley lost a job because of this. Uh, yeah. You know who else lost a job because of this? And he started all this bullshit. Ron Rivera. He lost two jobs because of this. Yeah. And he lost a Super Bowl. So, so it's just, I, I, think I, that I guess it's my question, my real quick, my question to you was in the old NFL where this bullshit didn't happen because, quote unquote, you guys can't see me, but advanced analytics didn't exist. Would Detroit be in the Super Bowl? Um, I, I mean, I, I just based off how the game went, I would say, yeah, I think they kicked that first field goal. And if he makes it. This game is completely different. I mean, momentum. you think about you go up twenty, right? Yeah. You go up twenty. Say, say they make that first field goal, and you go, or you go up uh, seventeen, right? You go up seventeen because you said they were up fourteen when they went for that first fourth down. The first fourth down, they were up fourteen. Yes, so okay. they go up to three scores again. So say you go, yeah, you go up seventeen. If you give up a touchdown, you're still up ten. Yeah. But when you give up a touchdown and you're up fourteen, you're only down. You're only up one touchdown now. Yeah, like you said, one score versus you go up three scores and they score, you're still up two scores. But you make you make the offense one dimensional. You, you put the it pressure just, it on changes. Them. Yeah, the, it the just pressure, changes the complexity of the game. The pressure goes on their offense to score because the points pile up, I've and the crowds it, defeated. I've, I've, seen, I've seen a fucking game where a kicker made five field goals. You think, oh, after one. People are like, oh, it's only three points. The motherfucker makes five. That's fifteen points. The points add up. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 like that the the hack a shack thing, right? If if he's making the the free throws, those points add up, and your hole gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so, no one ever took that into account, right? So yeah, yeah. Oh, it's only a field goal. It's only three points. Those three points add up, bro. You know what it's I mean? The NFL. And, you, and that, it's the NFL. And, You're not scoring a hundred. And then it could force analytics in the other in the other direction and say the 49ers now have to go for it on fourth downs because they're down ten with you know three minutes left instead of down three. That that, I, that changes the the future of the game. Yeah, you know and it's I mean? hard to it's hard to predict, right? Like we're we're talking in complete hypotheticals, but I agree with everything you're saying. Like all you're doing is continuing to put your like the pressure on the other organization as opposed to now having to play behind the sticks, even though you have a lead. Yeah. Cause, cause again, I think the biggest thing that these things don't tell us and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cisco, but in recent history, when's the last time you saw a team that was up and tried to put the nail in the coffin and they failed. When's the last time you saw that turn out? Well, it always fucking turns around. Like you gave them life. I think the the risk, the risk outweighs the reward, the reward. for and me I too. And I, and that's why I, like I get it. That's what got them there, right? But I just even when the Packers went, I was pissed because I'm like, why are we doing this? And for one, the the Packer Matt Lafleur fucked up by not challenging the spot on that first fourth down because we weren't fuck. It wasn't fourth and two. It should have been fourth and inches. You mean but, the third down? Well, when they didn't yeah, get it, and then yeah, but yeah, I'm just making sure I understand. Yeah, yes. Yeah, when Aaron Jones, he looked like he got the. First I actually down. thought they he got the first him. down, but yeah, they fucking moved it back. Uh, it was like a, it was like fourth and a yard and a half, but it should have been fourth and inches. And had yeah, how floor. long is a yard? Three feet. 
that bitch was like fifty inches away. He was like but, three, and, and it was so it was just kind of crazy that that it yeah. looked that way. You know what I mean? So like when I look at that stuff, I'm like, man, dude, it's not worth it. Take the points and die, die, fall on your sword if if that's how you lose because they outscored you. But at least you took the opportunities. You know what I mean? Like I think that I I agree with you. I do, especially when you're up. But I think the the high pressure situation that he decided to gamble in is, in my opinion, irresponsible. It's like going it's, it's going to the high rollers table with not high roller money. It's it's just irresponsible. You do it like in the you, playoffs, especially you shouldn't do it in the playoffs. Now, if you're doing it to get back in the game, completely different. Completely different. You're trying to get your team a spark. Blah 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 blah. But everything, yeah, the energy, but the energy from that game, we were talking about it in in the chat, bro. Like the energy, the Lions were controlling it, you know, well, just like the pack. Then Gibbs fumbled. Yep. And again, it's the snowball effect. It is. It is for sure. And I mean, you're hundred percent right. I don't like the decisions and anybody that does, in my opinion, is, is liking the fact that he was aggressive. You can like that he was aggressive, but still dislike his decision-making like his yeah. decision-making was poor yeah and my final my final thought on on all this and and for campbell specifically is if you're going to use the analytics you really you have to be smarter with with the way you call the game because those two third down plays on on the on two of the three fourth down situations or, or eventual situations um they just weren't smart you know yeah, I mean? So if you're going to use I'll, analytics, you got to be smart all the way. I'll piggyback off that. You don't – why are you ever running third downs with the intent to go for it on fourth if you're up, right? Like, go play the game. So, the like, exactly what you're saying. Both those third down plays were just stupid. Well, the third down play, Josh Reynolds fucking dropped. Now, that one, great play. Dude didn't make the play. But the other two in between. And that one was in between them, the Amon Ross St. Brown, and then the one by David Montgomery. They're just poor decisions. Yeah. And that, to me, that's not always, that's not just on Dan Campbell. He doesn't call the offense. That's Ben Johnson. Like, Ben Johnson, you got to understand, like, I know you have Dan Campbell here who's going to take the chances, but if you're playing for fourth down, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want you as a head coach. I know he turned down head coaching offers, but. Me personally, I don't want you as a head coach if that's going to be your mindset. I don't ever want to get the fourth down, bro. Like, why are we even trying? You know, like, if your Again, mindset is when you're when you're up and you have the opportunity to score more points, you do that. Agreed. That's the bottom line. Bottom line. Agreed. So before we wrap this episode up, we did one on Sun Sunday where we talked about the coaching changes for the Bucks that. After one game, I like it. I like how he looked. I like – well, I like how he sounded. Um, we won't get into that. But um, the coaching, the defensive coordinator change for the Packers. We talked about guys we wanted, guys we didn't want. But we didn't go with one of the guys we didn't want. We also didn't go with one of the guys we wanted. Um, we yeah, went man, with a, a out, of uh, out of left field. There you go. Out of left field. But we, we wanted to spend three, four minutes, maybe not even that long. Um, but – you know, with us, it'll probably be 14. But, you know, we went with a head coach out of Boston College. His name is Jeff Halfley. Um, spent some time in the NFL. He really followed Shanahan for quite a few stops. He's uh, 
defensive backs coach historically in the NFL, uh, coached under Robert Sala with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, took his talents to Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State University, where they went from the 77th ranked defense to the number one defense in the country with him as their, I think, oh. assistant. Yeah, yeah the co-defensive coordinator, got a head coaching job in Boston. Yep. And got a head coaching job in Boston College, spent four years there, took him to three bowl games. Not a great record, but he did have some, I think, semi-impressive defensive stats. Uh, one year, he was like top three in the nation in points uh, or passing yards allowed per game. Um, what do you think? Again, not, don't want to spend a ton of time on it. I probably spent too much time talking about his resume, but again, what do you, what's your um, Just initial thought. I'm like, I don't know who the guy is. Um, not the sexiest pick. Uh, I was hoping for for one of these younger younger guys, um, but he has the connection uh, to to Matt Lafleur that went through the Robert Sala thing and um, worked with his brother Mike. And I mean, it seems like he's had success um, in some form uh, everywhere he's been. So. I'm not mad. I, I, at the end of the day, as long as it's not Joe Barry, <laughs> I was like, man, whatever, right? I, and and Brand, even if we hired Brandon Staley, I'd be like, well, he's not Joe Barry at least. Um, I wouldn't have been happy about it, but you know what I'm saying. So like, I don't know. I I'd have to I have to look at more, but I guess at the at the at the surface level, he's new. It's it's somebody that wasn't even brought up before. I didn't even see his name floating around. It wasn't. Um, uh, I'll tell you that. And so you know, and um, I I know that Seattle hiring um, the Ravens' defensive coordinator. We had interviewed two of their positional coaches. You know, maybe those guys weren't going to be available. They're going to follow that guy uh, type of deal, and and maybe that was more lucrative for them or the the possibility. So maybe. We wanted one of those guys, and then it just didn't work out. I'm not sure. Um, the only thing I'll say that's kind of odd to me is that is Jim Leonard's name never really actually came up. Yeah, so agreed. I don't think Jim Leonard is interested in coming back, coming to the NFL at this moment in time. Yeah. Maybe not ever. Who knows? I didn't hear his name either. So as of uh, 34 minutes ago, the Packers made it official. Matt LaFleur with his first public statements. Uh, Jeff's had success at every stop of his coaching career with an impressive track record of developing players at every level. We look forward to him leading our defense. Obviously, he's the head coach. He hired him. He has to say something nice. He can't be like, uh, yeah, Jeff's trash. I don't know why we brought him here. Um, I do think he is uh, <clears throat> he's spot on from everything I've read and everything I've explored over the last of the course, of course, the last like three hours about the impressive track record of developing players. I, I, I feel like I do think that's true a few things that worry me and then i'll i'll kind of end it with like why i kind of why i do like it he is young he's 42 so maybe not as young as the al harris's or the dudes or the brian babbage's that we had discussed or the christian parkers who's like 32 right yeah he's that he is the young guy um but one thing i read today from a from a well-known beat reporter who i think is pretty solid is uh, Matt LaFleur was looking for someone with head coaching experience so he could focus more on the offense. I know Matt said then hire an offensive coordinator so you can focus on being the head coach. No, I, I disagree. Oh, my bad. My bad. Matt, uh, Matt said, Matt, Matt said, Coase. Matt said, 
uh, Matt LaFleur is the offensive coordinator, hire a real head coach. Yeah. So I, I do, I think it's funny. I think in, in the, like, I thought I was laughing from your comment, but like Matt LaFleur's background is offense, right? So yeah. let's let him focus on the side that he excels at. And, and maybe if this Jeff Halfley can, I mean, nobody can be as bad as Joe Barry. So I would imagine let's uh, let's, let's give the dude a chance. Let's see what he can do. But there are, there are a few things that worry me moving forward. And one of them is he traditionally now, not all the time, but he traditionally is a four down lineman type of guy. So that immediately I question the roster. Uh, I know Matt brought up the other day is Kenny Clark a possible, or was this you? Is Kenny Clark? Me. I think this one was you. Yeah. This was uh, me. Is Kenny Clark a possible cut candidate now? Absolutely not. Like there, to me, there's no chance. I see someone like Campbell now for sure getting cut. <clears throat> if we are transitioning slowly to a four, three, cause I don't think you go from a three, four to a four, three overnight personnel wise. <clears throat> um, so that does worry me a little bit. He loves man to man, bro. Like this dude, if you look at statistically, he fucking hates running zone. So <laughs> like we might like find fits our roster. So. We might finally get what we've been asking for from Joe Barry for years, right? You yeah. keep a Jair, you got a Carrington Valentine, you go get a stud in the first or second round. You get a safety that can that can cover a fucking tight end, and you let those pass rushers go eat. So overall, I like the youth. It's not as youthful as we could have went, but I do like the youth. I like that he does have head coaching experience. Um, and then I'll end it with this. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that as soon as this interview was over, the first thing LaFleur did was he picked the phone up and called Robert Sala, right? Like, hey, Rob, I just had an interview with Matt Halfley. What's your take on him? Because I'm leaning towards offering him the job. Because they're best friends. And he yeah. was his defensive backs coach for two years. And there's no doubt in my mind that while I understand he's the Jets head coach and Matt's the Packers head coach, like they're still friends at the end of the day. And like friends don't want to see other friends not be successful. So he had to have given him like, yeah, man, this guy's got it. He's a, he's a, he's a good, he's a good coach. Like you'd be in good hands. So I like the hire. I wish I did know more about him, but, um, I don't know. It's just nice to get a little new blood in there and see like what his philosophy is. And really until his first actual press conference and then the draft is going to be really interesting now. Right. Yeah. Like, sure. cause if he's going to change the philosophy of this defense, we're going to have to draft that way. Wouldn't you think maybe well, I a think, defensive. I Go think ahead. That, I think the draft will be an indication of, of where, of where we're going. Cause I, I don't know. The four three, obviously, as well as the three four at this moment. But aren't you more looking at defensive interior as opposed to as opposed to edge? Yeah. No, <clears> so like, thing. you'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'm asking because I didn't, I wasn't sure. That's why I'm saying that because you'll you'll see in the style of draft, um, that'll indicate to me if we. I guess we might probably know by then if we're gonna switch, but if you don't, that'll be a sure a surefire way to tell because you're going to draft differently when you're changing up your whole, um, your whole fucking defensive scheme. Yeah. My last question for you is, do we have to go get another linebacker, no matter what a middle linebacker, not an edge, not a like, yeah. Like in preparation for a multiple middle linebacker type scenario, 
because I think Campbell's Campbell's seen his days, and yeah. you're not going to rely on Eric Wilson to play more. Obviously, I'm not skipping McDuffie, but um, you know if if McDuffie has to play more, then so does Eric Wilson. You know what I mean? Like we need a better better caliber player. I, I think I it's. Expect, I expect us to to sign uh, to sign somebody in free agency and that'll change the way we draft as well. Yep. For sure, man. Well, Hey man, I appreciate you hanging out with me on a Wednesday. Yeah, man. Appreciate uh, you, dude. Enjoy it was fun. A few days in your, uh, in your, uh, motel, motel, hotel, holiday Inn, looking ass. Uh, one last thing. Shout out Kevin Ellis. Welcome to the couch, brother. Welcome, man. We're glad to have you. Game. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, pop a seat, grab a beer, and uh, I don't know. Fuck you and your stupid ass lions. <laughs> I'm, uh, just, dark. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm Anyways, no, I'm no longer associated with this podcast. <laughs> just All right, man. I'll holler at you, bro. All right, brother. Peace. Peace.